welcome. Good afternoon. To the Seattle Central College Podcast, Studio 104. We're happy to have you. I'm Paul. I'm Jack. And we're here with our amazing, lovely producer, Lonnie Martis. Mr. Martis, the man, the myth, the legend, a- the icon. Absolutely. Check him out online, LonnieMartis.com. Phenomenal guitar player. We'll be blown away for sure. So, Jack, we were talking a little bit before uh, the start we started just about uh, reading. We've been yeah. reading a lot lately. So, what, yeah. have been, what have you been reading? Wow. I mean, besides uh, textbooks, you know, textbooks. Uh, reading I know my you're taking boring, bio and also yeah, well, and, and human anatomy. anatomy and physiology. I mean, that, that stuff is boring as hell for me. Honestly. Oh, Jack. Compared to astronomy. You're studying, though. You're, you're doing well. Yeah, you're doing well, well. I'm doing my best. That's what it comes yeah. down to. But huh. uh, stuff that I'm reading right that. now, yeah. um, let's, let's go back like two weeks, right? We'll start with uh, Don DeLillo. White Noise. White Noise? Yeah, have you heard about that? I have never read That's it. That's a What'd phenomenal you book right there. Ah. Um, and DeLillo's got this really cool uh, way uh, of uh, his characters uh, talking to each other. Uh, and he uh. claims that people don't talk to each other. They talk to the space around them. And so Come when on. these characters are having uh, a conversation, uh, 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 they're speaking to the vast uh, void of reality uh, and not to each other. So they're not connecting. And it's like this weird, <laughs> transparent state of communication that's really hard to describe. And it was actually Shane Mailing who pointed it out to me. And he was like, yeah, DeLillo's characters do this. And then oh, I started thinking about it. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, this yeah, guy yeah, writes yeah, his dialogue yeah. with his characters like that. Fascinating. Um, but how, I don't, I don't want to get too much into well, the plot. Well, real quickly, how was, how was that to read? Like, you know, so if I am um, having a conversation with someone and yeah. it's very intimate and I know yeah. they're listening, right. I kind of take away a certain feeling. If I'm talking and everyone in the room is like using this big expression of general, like talking to the audience instead of t- to me, right. I feel, so how did you feel reading? Was it kind of, was it quick? Were you, was it enjoyable? Yeah. Well, the thing about White Noise for me mm. is um, it's really funny. It's oh, ironic. great. I didn't um, know that. Okay. Yeah, a ton of humor. Oh. Um, and basically comparing, you know, this fictional world to the general absurdity of the modern human life. Oh, Things like everything. that. That's and awesome. um, he's great. he's a, he's a oh. postmodern fiction writer. Oh, um, oh. So he does a lot oh. of stuff where <laughs> his oh. characters are expressing this opinion that life is meaningless, and yet everything is so crazy and intense, you can't help but be intertwined with it. Oh, um, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, so fabulous. even though life is devoid of meaning and there is no God, like, you're going to be wrapped up in it anyways. And his characters are battling with that. You oh, know, the Jack, philosophy. kudos. Yeah. Man, that's everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah, cool, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but then the next book I read was uh, The Crying of Lot 49 by Thomas Pynchon. Pynchon, yeah. yeah. What did you think of that? Oh, phenomenal. You, is it, oh, these... yeah. Dude, he's so over-the-top and ah. manic and just epic with his, like, descriptions of insanity. Sanity. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's yeah. the guy that wrote Inherent Vice, and Inherent oh. Vice translated into a really kind of a screwball movie. I didn't actually finish it. Okay, the, Which b- is the book or the movie? The, mov- the movie. The okay, movie. Yeah, all right, yeah. yeah. Movie's hard to watch. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, and, and Pinchon captures insanity so beautifully uh, um, in his characters, uh, and when characters have that psychological break, he he's it's like he he watched somebody uh, else do it, and it just <laughs> traumatized them so well that the adrenaline permeate like permeated like this epic fabric in his memory, and he's just able to depict that. Oh, in I, his love it, yeah. oh, I love so, it, man! I love it. I love it. Oh man, for sure, for sure. Yeah, really good. Um, next thing I read was uh, Nine Stories by J.D. Salinger. Oh, fabulous! Yeah, um, no, I, I, great. Ask you a question, really. Yeah. Is this on your own or just for a class? Bro, Shane Mailing hooked me up with the best reading list I have ever That's been awesome. Given. He's what? like, hey man, would you appreciate a reading list? And I was like, yeah, of course. What a great guy. Yeah. What a great suggestion. Oh, phenomenal. Yeah. And and he just hooked me up with this epic. So epic how did list. you choose those to start with? I'm literally just going down the list. The order in yeah, like first I, was, yeah. wow. Yeah, first awesome. one was White Noise. It's He's fa- a big fan of DeLillo. It's fascinating yeah. because um, I had a great literature professor you yeah. know, a decade ago okay. who, when we read some of those books, 
in his class. Ah. So I was wondering, are you taking like you know a modern? No, nah, so that's awesome. No, the the only class I'm taking is uh, conversations about books with Shane. That's <laughs> that, that, amazing, that's it. Man. Yeah. Well, so um, what do you think of Nine Stories? Nine Stories was really good. There's some uh-huh. stuff in there that's very very well done. Uh-huh. Um, and there's one thing in there. Um, so there's this this phenomena in the world of popular media, uh, literature, movies, all this stuff where two women can't have a conversation for more than five minutes in a movie without talking about a man. Have you heard about that? I, is there a name for that? There is. It's, I don't it's know, like some I've, sort of I've effect heard. or a phenomenon. Yeah, and I yeah, can't yeah, remember, yeah. remember the name, but it's common. Yeah. You know? and it's we can like, make up a name. It's the factoid effect. No, there you go. Yeah, Something. Yeah. I don't no. know. But in this... Uh, this collection of short stories, yeah. there's one story where two women are talking and they do go five minutes without talking about you a man. Feel it. Oh. And he's one of the few people that is able to depict an accurate conversation between two women characters. You felt that? Oh, for well, sure. Well, yeah. And and Shane was actually the one who pointed it out to me. He's oh. like, and I was like, oh, oh my wow, God. you're right, That's man. Awesome. You're totally I... right. And then going back through, you That's see it. it. Oh. Um, and then there's, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say too much about the book because I want people to read it and discover it for themselves. But the final story in the nine stories, just you're left with chills, man. Chills down the spine. That's not and, Banana uh, Fish, is it? No, perfect but that's day. the first one. It's a perfect oh, day for Banana, banana fish. fish. So you've yeah. read that book. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a great book. Um, yeah. That that Banana Fish one was good. For uh, sure. Great story. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, uh, let's see, what else have I read? Um, oh, I read uh, The Information by Martin Amos. Uh, Amos is a British author. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think? I, I've oh, his stuff. He, <laughs> funny thing about huh. how Amos writes uh, huh. compared to some of these huh. other guys that I'm reading, um, he is not a person that will spoon feed information to you. Amos is a guy that's like, this is how I write. This is how I tell Ooh. the story. And you better be ready for it. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's over the top. It's extravagant, flowery, purple prose, oh. but really just like, he writes it almost like huh. uh, an huh. abstract for a theoretical study at times, the way he describes Dang. characters. Yeah. Oh, man. So it's very intense and the, it's information heavy. And at times the book feels more like a chore than it is reading for pleasure, really? oh. but it's worth it, man, because the payoff is huge. Um, Fabulous. Yeah. And what's funny about sure. all of his, uh, huh. Protagonist. I read another huh. book by him called Time Zero, huh. um, which is told huh. in a non-linear fashion. It's Boy. actually like going like like the reverse order in time, and that's a really good one too. Huh. But his his main characters suffer from hmm. uh, impotence, huh. uh, all of them, huh. and it's really weird. Or n- not all of them, but these two. And it's like it's like a common theme. So huh. he's really huh. good at talking huh. about themes yeah. that make people huh. uncomfortable. Ah. You know, and he's like presenting ah. people with things that you know. It's like if that's a problem for you, like ah. that is something he's going to talk about. And I think he he. He captures mm. people's uh, daily trauma uh, very oh, easily. Um, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So Amos was another good author right there. Um, and then right. after Time okay. Zero, I got in, I'm I'm in uh, Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. Oof. Yeah. You that, let me. You, you're you're reading that right now. I am reading finished? that right oh, now. Wow. About kudos, man. Of the way through. Major props. Yeah. That's number one. Yeah. All right. Just anyone who instead of like. I've been watching. I just, you know, I got HBO Go at home, and I'm just like streaming on the tab all the time. Yeah, you're kudos to you, number one. Number two, Blood Meridian. Great book, Blood Meridian. Holy you crap, met, dude! You met. I've, uh, I don't, I've I don't met, I've met the judge I, and the kid. You already met. All right. yeah, oh right. my so god! The judge <laughs> is has got to be one of the coolest yeah. characters I've ever read about in any book. Um, and it's uh, it's interesting. I love it, to man. read the, and I want to I, I want to have this conversation it, after you finish. Yeah, it. totally. Uh, great book. Great and that book. and that's yeah. a book that took me a long. So I studied literature in college a long time ago, and you know loved this stuff. Yeah. And I mean, it's my um, 
some of my favorite stuff. But Blood Meridian took me a while to get through. Oh, it's it's a uh, it's really difficult to read. Yeah, it's up there with the information by Amos. Really? Yeah, just, because yeah, McCarthy yeah, yeah. wants to get all philosophical, but he wants to speak in the language of the day, and he's talking like a cowboy in this philosophical sense. But it's, I, yeah, and and it's it's so bizarre. It's this weird hybrid. And yeah, Shane yeah, yeah, actually yeah, said yeah, that yeah, the huh. reason he did huh. it was so he could get philosophical and in depth and like super this like is, psychological uh, with huh. like his like his paragraphs uh, and descriptions uh, of characters, uh, but uh, still like not uh, be on his high horse. You know uh, what I mean? So he's not coming uh, from a place of this like elevated uh, self-inflated importance sort of thing like the author uh, isn't. So, I love that. Yeah, so love, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting... Uh, angle to write yeah, from. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. it's huh. completely different from anything I've ever read, you know. For, so have um, you read any McCarthy before? No. This that's was, your first? This the first Holy one, cow, yeah, good yeah. on you for that. Yeah. And uh, uh, He did uh, yeah. No Country for Old Men, didn't he? He did. He did, he which did. turned into a Coen Brothers movie. Coen Brothers, uh, yeah. Coen Brothers are yeah. phenomenal. I, I don't know, have you seen Hail Caesar yet? I have not, have you? Okay, great, great I've movie. heard great yeah. things. Good, good I've movie. heard good things. Yeah. I want to see it. Yeah, my mom actually went into labor after she saw Barton Fink. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> funny Cohen Brothers connection there with you? right for Yeah, with me. Yeah. That's good stuff, yeah, man. Yeah, I think so. you came from somewhere good. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. High quality. Yeah, right. Um, my Love mom it. actually didn't like that movie, oddly enough. Um, well, that's with Gabriel Byrne and uh, yeah, yeah, the, right. the Tommy Gunn. And the, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, that's huh. the one, yeah. Uh, that's great. Well, yeah. that's awesome. No, um, uh, For sure, yeah. Um, McCarthy has written a lot of stuff and oh, yeah, Cohen's to yeah. turn that into gold. Right. Um, for sure, for sure. And then the other one Shane gave me that I've Huh. Read already completed was uh, Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut. Cat's Cradle, yeah, man. the classics, man. Dude. This is fi- yeah. I'm so glad you hooked up with Shane. Shane Mailing yeah. is the um, the uh, advisor, staff advisor, staff advisor for the Central for, Circuit for the Central Circuit. Yeah. The student newspaper here at Seattle Central. Yep. And so that's uh, just a man of uh, uh, immense wisdom. If well, you're yeah. willing to share. And, yeah. And, kind of, yeah, and, and he's um, what's the term? Is it an Adirondack or or so, somebody who's self-taught? Do you know what I'm? I've heard that oh, word. Oh crap! But I, I, I forget. But oh. yeah, it's somebody who's self-taught. So he didn't go to college for all of this. Like he oh. went out and learned this stuff yeah, himself, yeah, and then yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, passing yeah, it along yeah, to yeah, like the next yeah. generation. That's which is awesome. pretty legit for sure. For yeah. sure. And I, you know, I love how you just autodidact. That's the word. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, that was still autodidact. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, just how you talk about um, you know McCarthy using that that approach to convey something important but not have it be from a place of superiority. Absolutely. And yeah. I feel like the leaders, um, you know, from, from many religions, you mm. know, uh, you take, take Jesus mm. or from, uh, from uh, Jewish tradition or, or, or anyone, the, the idea of um, I'm, I'm a teacher and I'm going to humble myself, yeah. not put myself above you. Right. And say, hey, here, I'm sharing this from, from you know, Mount Olympus. Yeah. Instead, it's like, no, like, we're on the ground together. You know, let's, let's, let's rise up. So that's awesome, for sure. Yeah. For well, sure. I mean, you build rapport when you share common ground. Oh, yeah. I mean, man, that, yeah. that's conventional wisdom that, that is, you know, time tested and Absolutely. proven again and again. Absolutely. And, it's, you know? and it speaks to, you know, this person knows my struggle. Exactly. Versus, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And then when you have mutual understanding of similar mm-hmm. circumstance, mm-hmm. I mean, you just, you form that bond. And big time. Big, big time. things happen and you learn from each other. You're willing I to listen that. to that yeah, person yeah, yeah, if yeah. you feel like you're on equal footing with them. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And it's, um, I found that I, my natural state is to drift away from that. Really? That I am somewhat, I think just like how water kind of gravitates towards the sea. Towards the sound, okay. Um, you know, p- at least my behavior is kind of gonna, um, you know, lowest common denominator, and so oh. I have to kind of 
actively put myself in situations and kind of like gear myself up to pay attention yeah. and to like fill myself up with like new um, experiences or whatever. And so I work at the, uh, at the help desk at Seattle Central. Yeah. And I work with a lot of international students, which is great because it kind of like it reminds me to like people come from different places. Yeah. So finding that common ground and finding ways to like see the person, even if you can't understand them. Not, not necessarily the people I work with, but I mean people that come into the office. Right, right. And it's like that is just such a such a such a much uh, more um, sustainable way. Completely. For me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally exists. So yeah, no, I, you're absolutely right about that. No, so yeah, love it. yeah, cool for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just putting that out there. But yeah. um, it takes. I guess the 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 point I'm trying to make is that it takes conscious effort. It does, and I kind of, I you know, growing up, I would look at uh, older people who mm. didn't. I'm not saying didn't because I no, don't know. You're right, though. But you look. I, I've got similar experiences. Right. Um, yeah. People that you know didn't check their arrogance at the door. Sure, they were successful and they had uh, been uh, a lot of places, uh, done a ton of stuff, uh-huh, but uh. they wouldn't talk to you on your level. And you know, and that at that point, you stop yeah. listening to that person because they're not on equal footing with you or, sure. or they place themselves above you which is yeah which is yeah, and illusory it's not true exactly yeah, yeah, right yeah. yeah amen yeah i love it completely yeah i do i do yeah so um that's what i've been reading lately a uh, bunch of short stories too ah, yeah, uh, yeah. i read a new stephen king short story today which uh, one? this morning um it's oh shoot i forget what it's called but it, it's from a new book that he's putting out ah. it, it was uh, published in the the, the new yorker ah, um, so yeah okay. it's really good Very really good well so yeah. i have a question so where do you like to do your reading Oh, man, all over the place. Um, ah. First thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I, I have a Seattle Times subscription, so I peel through that A, a section. Physical, a physical yeah, paper? Yeah, Good so on I, you. Yeah, Good so for I get you. that thing delivered That's every great. single day. Yeah. And uh, I spend yeah. uh, like about an hour going huh. through the A section. And what's great about that is I got a really? ton of stuff from all these different news outlets, right? Oh. So they got the New York Times, Washington Post, Bloomberg News, you know, the Associated Press, yes, sir. like yeah. uh, San Francisco yeah. Chronicle, LA yeah. Times, yeah. like all these great That's news sweet. organizations for sure. mixed in with stuff from their own organization. Yeah, we global. But also local. It, it, it becomes a tangible paper conglomeration oh. of what you would find yeah. on the yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, ah, like, yeah, like yeah, all yeah, these yeah, different yeah, sources, yeah. and they kind of pick, cherry pick the good stuff. Exactly. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. So they actually do the work for you. You know, and they they bring something to your attention that's worthwhile. For sure. Yeah, for which sure, is great. For sure. Because I I love reading the New York Times when they talk about politics. You know, talking about the GOP yes, debates last night. They had like three different stories today about different angles of the GOP ah. situation, what's going on, and so I really appreciated that sort of broad cover. You know, because you got the New York Times That's talking great. about For it. Sure. You got a bunch of different organizations, and the Seattle Times is like, "Hey, here's three different vantage points. Pick and choose." You know, For big time, man. yeah. So yeah, it, it's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoy that. Um, but after that, uh, I read the New Yorker on my way to. Uh, uh, to school on my phone. Really? My girlfriend got me a New Yorker subscription for Valentine's what Day. What a yeah. gift! Twelve bucks for twelve weeks. Aww, Great deal, right? What a, aww, yeah, that's and terrific, so I'm reading. Man. But what I found is yeah. a gem in the New Yorker is their short story section. Oh, they have so many good short stories. That's and I awesome. love when somebody else picks like the cream of the crop in fiction, and I don't have to go digging through it. And they're just like, "Hey, check this out! I thought it was really good." Yeah, and then you're reading, you're like, "Wow, this is yeah, phenomenal!" Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's, and and yeah. you really appreciate it. It's you know? curated, but also, yeah, it's yeah. quality. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, sure. yeah, I do that. And then um, I uh, I read a lot of books, um, just like ebooks from Amazon.com, uh, things like that. Uh, are, you I read, reading, uh, are you reading in an easy chair? Are you reading on the couch together? With yeah, no, I'm, just, I'm sitting on the couch on reading it on my uh, okay. computer, ah. uh, just in my apartment. Nice, in my nice, nice, room. nice, Yeah, so it's a quiet environment, comfortable. Uh, not bad Very at all. Very cool. Oh, um, sure. But it's great, man. Just kick back with a good book. I love you know? I love that. I mean, because I really get a sense from you that you are very interested in in 
um, making sure multiple different viewpoints are represented. Absolutely. From your yeah. writing that you've done here mm. at school, but also, you know, just talking to you. You know, you're very interested in um, as many kind of data, you know, inputs. Right. Yeah. And well, then, yeah. I think a lot of life is just a balancing act. Um, and the yeah. same can be said huh. for writing, quality writing. Yeah. It's balanced. Yeah. I mean, a lot of good journalism huh. is a story that huh. represents two sides to an issue, you know? Uh, so uh, even stepping uh, one uh, step uh, removed from that, if uh, you look at the bigger picture, uh, if you get multiple uh, viewpoints uh, talking about the same uh, thing, then you can formulate a story in your own mind, which combines all the relevant information, yeah. you know? And you can, like, decipher what's for quality sure. information yeah. for yourself because you know what's important uh, to you or, like, you've had the training where you become a critical thinker. Big Time, and big you time, can yeah. create your own story and, and out of the, and, the information. And the way you're des- describing that, it, you know, information can, can be delivered very densely, like, it really like can. Amos mentioned. Yeah. But the way you're kind of describing it is by incorporating the different kind of perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, it gives you kind of the tools or the, or the bricks to create a structure narrative yeah. that makes it more easy to digest. Exactly. Because all people, people learn by stories. They do. You Dude, know, all, I, I mean, if you really think about it, all of life and all of humanity huh. is told through one massive narrative. There you, you go. Know? And huh. from day one, huh. you're told huh. like a story, huh. like key elements, like this is going to make your story a little bit better. And that's like the societal conditioning. And it starts from day one. Amen. And you, and you get yeah. it from observing, huh. just huh. watching, huh. that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, huh. But yeah, I took a communications huh. class, like huh. Com 101 huh. at Washington State University. Huh. And, and my teacher, uh, huh. this guy's uh, his name's Taft. Huh. Um Big burly guy looked like <laughs> Santa mixed with like a lumberjack. Okay, so he's like super big and jolly, but he's really you know kind of intense. You know, oh, so he's got the rugged characteristics. Uh, 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 um, uh, big uh, white beard, uh, big belly, uh, wore suspenders uh, 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 every single day in uh, class. Uh, uh, and when he made uh, uh, his lectures, uh, uh, he's in a lecture hall, uh, so it's like a big ass proclamation every single time uh, he, he speaks okay. and opens his mouth. Um, Sounds but awesome. He huh? Kept coming back to one central theme was that humanity tells itself a story. Like constantly. Yep. And that, that's, a, I mean, that you can sum up a lot of life for in sure. the fact that we tell stories. For sure, yeah. man. Yeah, for sure. And so then it's like, you know, what, what stories are we choosing to read? That's a good point. Right? Like, yeah. uh, someone was talking about, uh, Chief, uh not Chief, uh, Justice Antonin Scalia died recently. Yeah. And, uh, the commentator Bill Maher was talking about, you know, Scalia, an interview Scalia gave of where he got his news sources from. Yeah. And it was talk radio in the morning. Well, it was Wall Street Journal was a big one for him. It was the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Times. Yeah. Which is, so it was just kind of like, you know, basically the story, yes, the stories we tell ourselves are very important. Yeah. But also the stories we choose to listen to. That's a really good point. Because when you, I mean, you have the power to adapt and change your filter for this information. Because it's coming from so many different sources, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so the choices about what media outlets you choose to listen to, Mm. who you choose, like, to become the fabric of your filter, that is a really important uh, question that you have to ask yourself. For for sure. I don't know. I I did not ask myself that question growing up. Not at all. Right? I kind of just took it as, here are the stories being, like, told to me, being fed to me. And then maybe when you start thinking of, like, try to start thinking for yourself. Yeah. It's like, what do I – 
Do I want to listen to like to the angry angry person? Right. Or like the calm like who am I choosing to listen to? That's a good point. Yeah. Because you brought up the uh Republican debates last night. Oh. So here yeah. we are, early <laughs> March in in Seattle, Washington. Yeah. A little bit removed from the cacophony of, of madness. Yeah, you know, you could describe bit. it like that. I mean, yeah. and, you know. and it's actually kind of nice to be insulated from that because I, I would hate to be wrapped up in the GOP situation right now. <laughs> yeah. It's such a mess, man. Yeah. They're animals. Trump was talking about his dick size last night in the debate. <laughs> I mean, like anyone respectable gets drowned out with absurdity and madness you know like Kasich oh, is actually my. talking uh. about plans to like bring together like uh. the Detroit infrastructure the economy and things like that and then like Cruz makes a comment about how like the Detroit auto market fell apart because liberal like tax <laughs> reform is like just intervened in, in, yeah. in the mechanisms mechanisms sure. of the industry and it's uh. like dude uh, no they yeah. just made better cars in Japan for a little while that were cheaper <laughs> like, like and it, it's so ridiculous and uh. that comes it huh. goes right back to your filters. Like, who do you listen to? Yeah, you know, for and, sure. And I just, for me, it's hard to imagine myself to be hmm. in a position like Senator Cruz, where huh. I can't imagine huh. where he gets his information from. That's where I'm going with this. How do you come to the conclusion that liberal tax reform is the reason that uh, the Detroit that's auto a great market? Qu- that's a great question to be asking. You I, know, I, yeah, like I, I don't, sure. I don't get that. But yeah, 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 yeah it, yeah, it yeah. is nice to be in a place where. People huh. are, are not wrapped up in the GOP mess. You know yeah, what I mean? Because that, that's at least what you're in, in terms of my life, my day to day, I, you know, um, I don't work in a conservative office. Right. I don't live in a conservative city. Yeah, neither do I. Right. Yeah. And so, like, the people I interact with, honest to God, man, I, I am including all of the homeless and kind of aggressive, all these people, I'm including them. I have only met fantastic people in the city people are gonna huh. people are gonna try and swindle you and, and try to, and take advantage of you. i mean there are yeah. people of all sorts right but i'm saying like i don't interact with anybody i'm including all the homeless whatever, yeah that i just have fantastic interactions with all the time that's probably a reflection of yourself too because you know oh, you no. say, oh, a no. conversation is a two-way street you know we talk about it like huh. conversations are a tennis match right you know and or so like, when, yeah, you, like, when yeah, you're yeah, like yeah, rallying yeah, yeah, with somebody yeah, and you're not yeah. just trying to hit it yeah, down huh, the line huh, or like huh. drop shots on the other side of the net yeah and you're making it easy for other people to participate of course they're going to reciprocate in some sort of manner that you're going to find pleasing that's a great that's a great point i mean i i don't necessarily like go look for hey let's play some tennis like yeah right, but, but, right. but but even just like you know, as long as I'm kind of like uh, staying present, staying aware, like minding my own business and yeah. like respecting everyone. Yeah. People are just like, like hey. That's yeah. a really big, th- I mean, respect is so hard to define, you know, because yes. like you want to yeah. speak your mind all the time. At least I do. Right? Yeah. But in order to respect everyone around me, sometimes I have to keep certain negative opinions to myself. You know? What do you mean? Oh, gosh. I mean, we we could go on for for sure. But we could. We could. But we we don't have that kind of time. When you say, if you. Can you just say that? In order to respect someone, you have to silence that negative criticism? In a sense. uh, You have to know when and where you can talk about certain things, you have to know your audience. You have to know your audience. And in order to assimilate huh. in a manner where you huh. can get through the day without huh. somebody huh. threatening to punch huh. your lights out, <laughs> you might have to self-censor just a little bit, you know? I feel that like, even if your intentions are good, yeah. I'm trying to give you good feedback right. while you're being a douche about it. Exactly. It's like, yeah. for sure. And and you huh. have to be very careful about huh. what you huh. do. And I think it is a bit like walking a tightrope. It can be. It can be. Yeah. And, you know, I, I have felt like walking on tightrope tight rope or, or eggshells with... With people, and it's frustrating because I want to help, right. and I want to give 
um, I want to contribute something, you know, help yeah. beneficial to them. Right. But something uh, I heard that has helped is is with yourself. Mm. Um, treat yourself with your brain, with your mind. Okay. But with other one, other people. Yeah. Treat them with your heart. Yeah. Okay. And I guess I I do hear that. So uh, you know, the, but sometimes I I believe that huh. it is useful to rattle people's cages. You know what I mean? Like, go on. And, and okay, so huh. I learned this about myself uh, in my Humanities 105 class. Yes, sir. And multicultural communications. That sounds like an yeah. opportunity for a lot of ripe discussion. Oh, if you want to call it discussion, <laughs> yeah. it's it's a, it's. Well, a, what was it like? I mean, my group is just a bunch of vocal extroverts, and half uh, of them are atheists, and half of them are devout religious people. Um, and so oh. that conversation gets, and, and it's also a very racially mixed group. Um, we've got people from Texas who are, come from conservative backgrounds huh. um, who don't think Barack huh. Obama being elected the first black president was such a big deal. Well, huh. there were, there's huh. two black girls huh. in my group. Huh. And when this person made that comment, the amount of verbal gunfire that was emitted from the two black girls in my group was unreal. Really? R- yeah, dude, it was insane. Was, was the initial, they was the initial comments uh, incendiary in any way? She... Like were they re- were, were they responding to an attack? It wasn't necessarily Cause, cause an attack, lot... but she huh. was like, "It's not that big of a deal that he got elected president." This is that the first is like the statement, right? And then the the response to that is, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" Is probably the nicest <laughs> way to frame what they said to her. But the fact of the matter is, they brought that the fire. They, they brought the fire, and that girl was burned at the stake. Oh ver- damn! Verbally, she was Dang. accosted, and Dang. and in my group. Which Huh. And well, the thing is, like at huh. the end of the day, huh. like it, we recognized huh. it was just huh. an academic huh. intellectual discussion. That's fact. But yeah. like, and that's the other thing huh. you have to be wary of when you're having these conversations huh. where you're, you know, walking on eggshells, huh. walking a huh. tightrope, is huh. when you can uh, like, huh. um, like safely inject emotion into your dialogue. You know, because yeah. having a purely huh. intellectual discussion huh. is completely different than having one where emotion is a big component. It's. For sure, and that that's, that's a, that's a, that is yeah. an amazing insight, actually. I think. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I talked to my teacher a little bit a little bit about it, who I quoted in my Seattle Freeze article, Justine Way, and she said okay. the purpose of huh. these discussions huh. in that class huh. for that specific teacher huh. is to have a purely intellectual discussion where we leave emotion at the door. That's the goal for the class for for the the discussion. Ah. You know, we, we do it twice a week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. That's obviously impossible, you know, because when you say things like Barack Obama not being the first black president is or Barack Uh Obama being the first black president is not a big deal. Of course, you're going to get like this, this, this pushback for sure, Um, for sure. And and you're going to ruffle feathers and emotion is going to enter. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I I totally agree with what you're saying. And it's fascinating to hear you describe it that way, because it made me think that this is our, our kind of like our goal is to have an emotionally free, logical, rational discussion, and we're training you, students, yeah. and society, right. that this is not easy. Not, this is not an easy place to get to. No, no, it's not. And so, you know, kind of going through the trials and like yeah, but I mean, humans do not want to neglect their humanity, which is their emotional composition. You know, people mm-hmm. are going to fall back on that at all times. At least in my uh, anecdotal evidence here. People huh. will fall huh. back on huh. emotion at the end of the day because that's like one oh, of the yeah. prime building blocks yeah. for yeah. how they build themselves up. For um, sure, for sure. And it's it's just interesting because we're asking people to you know check emotion at the door, but at the same time, that's nearly impossible. 
For sure. I think, yeah, we were talking about um, before like, having that killer instinct. Yeah. And how like when you're playing basketball – Right, it can come out completely. But when you're not, when you're when you're serving not, lunch, you're having lunch with exactly, your wife or whatever. Yeah, yeah I, maybe completely. Yeah. So I mean, well, I mean, my so, idea for sports or the reason we have sports is because humans still want to kill each other and they <laughs> want to kill everything. I mean, we are the apex predator, and so at the end of the day, I don't know if I agree. You've said that before. I, I haven't I said anything. Think humans uh, are the apex predator. Well, I don't even know what that means. Planet. I don't even know what that means. But well, another time, right, another right, time, another time. We kill things better than anything else on the planet. I will not disagree with that. Okay, and that that's but human. Humans are killers. Like, that's how we rose to the top of the food chain. Um, and communication. <laughs> we communicate better than, than other people as well. Uh, I don't want to have a, a segue. Yeah. I love that. Sports allow humans to exercise huh. their killer huh. instinct. And that is the release, the the yeah, point at which yeah, they can yeah. release that aggression and that rage. In a healthy, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, some huh. people don't have sports in their life, and so they choose to release that killer rage in conversations about big time humanity big in, time. in a multicultural communications For class. Sure, dude. I mean, huh. I don't think those two girls are avid athletes, and so they chose to release that killer instinct when somebody was like, Barack Obama being elected the first black president is not I'm going to tickle these people. I know this might be a sensitive, and then it releases yeah. this torrent. Yeah, yeah. Sure. and and huh. you saw huh. the primal aggression, <laughs> and, I, and it was, yeah, and it was yeah. epic. Fascinating, you know? dude, yeah. for sure. Um, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting when, it's, it's interesting for me to figure out when people choose to release their primal rage because nobody can eliminate that we haven't evolved past it yet definitely that for sure i yeah. agree with what you said and also how they how they go about it and also like when they decide it's appropriate to do and, it and yeah, and like the um, the style of it like yeah like is this like if this person's like being aggressive yeah then it's like oh what's going on with well, them seattleites do huh. it in a slow bleed throughout the day with passive aggression I am not going to disagree. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm using anecdotal evidence. I'm not even in saying Seattleites. I'm just saying that that is a that common uh, approach I have ex- I have experienced. Yeah. Is you know, and the bottom line is people. We talked about respect earlier. Yeah, I think people at the end of the day want to feel respected. Not that mm. uh, that their view is right, mm. right? Because of course, no, no you know. That's that's not true, right? Right. But at the end of the day, it's like, what was I listened to? Did you give me space? Right. I mean, that's that's a lot of it. And then people people know when they're not respected. Yeah, I, know? I think you're right. Um, and if and if you don't, you're just you're just not opening your eyes. You know, you're not watching what's going on around you. Um, and then I think there is a big question for society uh, today that hmm. there are people that should be respected. But then there are certain arenas where maybe respect is not a guaranteed right. And I do think you have to basically choose whether or not huh. – because, all right, huh. Huh. I'm, I'm not going to sit huh. there and listen to somebody rant about I have to respect racist viewpoints. I have to and respect, respect them. That, that not, I, don't, like, it's like, I, don't, I don't respect their, their views – yeah. But I respect them. Yeah, but uh, even if and they're e- terrible, even then, even then, I'm just saying it becomes difficult for me. That's all. Oh, big, oh yeah, yeah, I'm not there. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, this right. is this is all ideal. No, it, it, you know, no. I mean, I, as as um, 
you know, enlightened as whatever I want to sound or, or, or pretend to be. Yeah. You know, you put me with my family for for an, an <laughs> evening, and I'm yeah. gonna start. You Th- know, being things a are bitch. gonna disintegrate. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it happens. instantly. Yeah. So no, for sure. I mean, kudos, man. It's just like all the things you're describing are people I aspire to be. Completely. And also, I want to be around. Yeah. Well, if anything, I try to claim progress and not perfection. Boom. I love that. You know, that's that, terrific. That, that's what it comes yeah, down yeah, to. Yeah, 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 man. That's how you win. Yeah. That for sure. Yeah. For sure. Be I better it. than you were the day before. Amen, dude. Yeah. Love it. For sure. All right. Well, we could talk uh, forever about self-improvement, but we hope that you out there are enjoying your spring in Seattle and around the world. Uh, we thank you for listening. I am Paul. I'm Jack. And we hope to catch you next time. Take care. Thank you very much. <laughs>